0: You found yourself at Vernon First Baptist Church, our podcast, where we are going through a sermon series for the summer called Seeking God Together. My name is Randy, I'm one of the pastors here, and we are going to look at making room
1: for God this week.
0: And I'm going to have Ellie and Logan come and read our scripture passage. There are a couple of our youth that are leaving us um, this week to go back to Korea, and they're going to read it in English and Korean from Matthew 6 and then we are going to talk a little bit about fasting and Jesus's assumption of when you fast. So enter in and explore this topic of what we can do in our lives to make room for God. Matthew 6, 16 to 18. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their face to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. 너희는 금식할 때 위선자들처럼 슬픈 표정을 짓지 마라. 그들은 금식하는 것은 다른 사람에게 보이려고 일부러 슬픈 표정을 짓는다. 내가 분명히 말해 두지만 그들은 받을 상을 이미 다 받았다 but when you fast put oil on your head and wash your face 그러나 너는 금식할 때 얼굴을 씻고 머리에 기름을 발라라 so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting but only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you
1: 금식하는 것을 다른
0: 사람에게 보이지 말고 보이지 않는 데 계시는 너의 아, 아버지에게만 보여라 Amen,
1: the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, if you haven't, I invite you to turn to Matthew 6 as we turn to the word of God this morning. Now, do you know, maybe you've heard, about a popular, Formula to make you healthier, happier, you can lose weight, you can get smarter and even live longer? No, I'm not trying to sell you anything. There's no pill needed. I'm not selling supplements. I know some pastors do, I don't, I don't get that. There's no exercise, not even really a diet. What's this special method? You just don't eat. Yeah, easy peasy. The experts call it intermittent fasting. It's one of the newest health kicks out there. There's plenty of books about it. You can read all for women, for men, all sorts. The the books just don't stop. You can go check it out. I think there's a whole shelf in the library. If you look through all those books, you don't have time to eat anyway. So there you go. And yet, fasting is one of the oldest spiritual disciplines around. One that Jesus assumes we will do. Did you catch that in our reading? When you fast. I won't ask for a show of hands how often we fast. Of course, we need to know how to do it properly. And it's good to explore how it actually helps us. Otherwise, we can end up like a poor farmer who was so excited about all the money he was saving as he looked after his horse. Little by little, I got my horse down to almost eating nothing each day, and then he up and died on me. Hey, don't worry, there's no horses hurt in the telling of this joke. None. Today, we are talking about making room for God. As we talk about God within us. Last week we talked about making time for God. And carving out time in our schedule is absolutely one way to make room for God. But now we're going to talk a little bit more about our desires. What we fill ourselves with. As we talk about making room for God. So pray with me as we dive in. Jesus, we ask that you would illumine your word to us your desire for us, and that we'd understand your desire for us, that we could learn to make room for you in our lives. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. I like the uh, analogy of a jar. Our lives are are like a jar, and we have lots of things that we could fill that jar with. The problem is is that there are things like uh, sand, all the little, little things that we could fill our lives with. And if you fill a jar full of sand, do you have any room in that jar for the big rocks, the more important things that are in our lives? No, you'd have to take some of the sand out. You have to make room for the big rocks to fit. Now, surprisingly, of course, once you get those big rocks in, there's a lot of sand that can still go in. But if you fill it full of sand, there's no room for the important things. So we need to take some time to make room. And one way that we can take that sand out of our jar, that we can make room, is to fast. Now fasting traditionally means to abstain from food. It comes from the word, does anyone know where it comes from? I know uh, I, I saw one little meme, a little joke, where it said, fasting doesn't mean fast food. <laughs> um, it's not about eating quickly. It's about not eating, actually. And so where does that come from? It comes from the word to fasten or to hold fast, to restrain oneself, to have self-control. That's where the word fast or fasting comes from. Now, there's options for fasting, lots of options, benefits uh, from each of them. A popular form that I mentioned at the start is called intermittent fasting, or IF. Some might say you only get the benefits if, IF, if you do it. All right, there's a number of ways for intermittent fasting, all sorts of things. The key component, though, is that you would stop eating for a while, maybe uh, a popular one is to stop eating around 6 p.m. and then not start again until 10 or noon the next day. It gives your body an extended time to do the work that it's doing when you're fasting. So why is this so popular? Why, why, what is this work that the body does? Well, Marilyn Luke's uh, dietitian, uh, certified diabetes educator, at the Deaconess Medical Center, says this, when you deprive yourself of food, your body goes into shock. Anyone remember that? Yeah, You you felt that? You experience lightheadedness, hunger, grouchiness. No elbows, please. Mood swings. Metabolically, your body is asking, what's going on? And then it goes into conservation mode. In that mode, your body begins to make you healthier. And I must say, though, of course, if you have specifically, if you have any health problems whatsoever, it's important to consult your doctor before beginning any fasting or fasting regimen. And that's not an excuse for not fasting because you, I know it's hard to talk to your doctor, especially nowadays, but uh, don't just say, don't just put it off. Fasting cleanses our body of toxins forces cells into processes that are not usually stimulated when that steady stream of fuel from food is always present. With these benefits of fasting, they say, boosts just, it boosts your cognitive performance, it protects you from associated chronic diseases, reduces inflammation, overall uh, improved fitness, supports weight loss, yep, decreases the risk of metabolic diseases, and jumpstarts the immune system, ridding the body of old toxins. Now, this is, I did a little bit of research on this. Our bodies take all that we put in them, and then it stores it as energy, especially in COVID times when we put a little extra into them. If you're anything like me, you stored a little extra during the pandemic. So it's nice, uh, it's nice of our bodies to care for us in this way, right? It stores the extras so that it doesn't go to waste. Well, or maybe it does go to waste. We end up with an overloaded system, though. Inflammation in our joints, a body a little bit out of whack. Anybody say amen to that? And when we fast, our bodies stop storing the extra Fats, glucose, triglycerides, cholesterol, and it starts to cleanse of these toxins, forcing cells into these processed, reserved for a time of lack of fuel. We allow our body to start to use up the excess. Now, things like, then this is for real. Uh, Do you remember Gary and Lillian, our friend Lillian? They moved up to Toe in Alberta, She always used to joke that she suffered from A-G-E. Anyone else here suffering from A-G-E? You get it? Age. All right. But seriously, our body produces A-G-E, advanced glycation end products. Our, Our body produces these. They're proteins, lipids that glycate, basically get sugary and gunk up our system that's my advanced terminology they gunk up our system the point being fasting begins to deal with them through autophagy the body's way of cleaning out damaged cells in order to regenerate newer healthier cells amazing for centuries even millennia our spiritual masters before us have been following in the footsteps of jesus with fasting And I wonder how many of them knew, understood how good it is just physically for their bodies. They might not have necessarily cognitively understood that. But physically, they probably would have felt healthier. Now, even an extended fast of 72 hours can be very beneficial for your body. Once we start going above that, like 40 days, like Jesus did. And I've known some people who have done that. I have never done that. It's also possible for it to be healthy, but it's usually much more for spiritual reasons, for spiritual motives to go for such a long time. So fasting is good for the body. We can see that. Science tells us that. But it's also really good for our mind, as as it's good for the body, but also for our souls. For we crave food. For food brings us comfort psychologically and emotionally. Not just physically, because it's comforting to have food, but it does. We worked at a boys' ranch for a number of years. I mean, a number of months. We didn't last years. It was, it was a tough situation. They said, well, you know, Randy, it would be good if you had some military background, and you're much more pastoral. I said, well, I think I have an idea of where I should be then. Not at the boys' ranch. But it was a blessing to be there. But some of those boys, they'd sit down for dinner, and they would just start shoveling it in. They'd take a bun, stick it in their pocket, take a, something else, stick it in their other pocket. There's snacks available all day, three meals a day, and yet they would just, it would like they were had never eaten before. Some of them had come from an experience where food was rare, and the trauma resting in them, that all that food, hoarding it away. It wasn't about their physical need. It was about a... a a psychological, spiritual need of comfort. So sometimes our food, we can treat it like that. Of course, most of us, we, uh, we know just how much food we have available to us, and we're doing all right. We're not about to go hungry, are we? But yet we're in the habit of eating whenever we want, often whatever we want. And unfortunately, much of this can be to try to fill the deeper longings that we have. We may feel lonely or anxious, maybe just bored. We could be hateful or jealous. And when we eat, especially those snacky foods, salty foods, sugary foods, our body releases pleasure hormones. Eating prompts the brain to release feel-good hormones known as endorphins, a new study shows. Researchers found the regulation of these natural-occurring opioids, for that's what they are, can produce a sense of pleasure or euphoria. Now, they're meant to just help the body know when it is satisfied, and yet, boy, it feels good. The same study was very informative listen to this they had men fast and then they gave them something to eat after fasting and they gave some a nutritional drink anybody out there have to do their daily amount of boost or something like that my mom hated it she's supposed to drink it did not like it this is not a milkshake she'd say but they'd give them a nutritional drink which satisfied their hunger But surprise, surprise, it didn't release any of these same endorphins. But when they gave them, can anybody guess what they gave the other group? Pizza. Oh, boy, boy, it released all sorts of those enjoyment hormones for them. Now, you know what your food joy is. I love my chocolate, especially dark chocolate Maybe with that little bit of raspberry bits in it, or... Mmm. Mm. Oh yeah, sorry, where was I? Oh yeah, I gotta remember where I am here. Not that there is anything inherently bad about yummy treats, good food. Chocolate is a gift from God. Hallelujah. But too much of a good thing can be bad. Or for the wrong reasons, if we're eating it for the wrong reasons... It's the sand in the jar, and if we fill our jar full of sand, where's the room for the rocks? Fasting enables us to pull back from that constant, trying to fulfill that deeper longing we have with food. It reminds me of the passage in Jeremiah, I've shown you this before, Jeremiah 2.13, my people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns broken cisterns that cannot hold water. When we stop filling our stomachs, we can begin to fill our souls. This is why Jesus assumes that we will fast, that we will take time, times of depriving ourselves from legitimate joys in order to focus our hearts and minds on God To make room for God in a way that we might not be able to when we feast. God is there when we feast. God is there in our joys for sure. But of course, it's not just our stomachs that we seek to fill. And it's not just food that we seek to fulfill our deeper longings with, is it? There's a number of activities that can give us that same rush of those pleasure hormones, a release of dopamine that feels comforting or serotonin or oxytocin, endorphins. These are all God-given hormones for our good, but we can release them in healthy ways or in unhealthy ways. The love of a parent, a father's love, as we have been singing and praying about today, can release those same feelings, those same hormones but sometimes we find that we don't get the love that we long for maybe we're not affirmed and we look for it in other ways and we can end up filling our lives with all the sand food drink fun nothing wrong with fun or tv movies entertainment but if we fill our lives with these trying to numb pain that we have the pain of loneliness or boredom And sometimes, maybe it's pain meds that truly numb our pain and that can lead to the opioid epidemic that we have right now. We have to be careful about addictions that can come with this. Now, even social media and messaging, the ping of a notification. You might have heard it earlier. I think I forgot to silence my laptop, and there was a ping and a message, and I thought, oh, isn't that great? I was actually going to have someone try to send me something and have it ping. And sure enough, there was a message on my, uh, on my Mac. Do you know, one study shows the average person checks their smartphone every six seconds during non-working hours. It amounts to up to 110 times a day. Now I know that's not most of you. I know many of you don't even have one of these. You're not going to get one. Good for you. Addicted to... The ping, they call it. Ping. Ping happened this morning. And I said, oh, what was that? I said, oh, it was CBC News. Why are they sending me something? And she said, turn that off. And I did. I went in. I turned off that notification. I don't even know how it got on. Addicted to the ping. Addiction to your smartphone, colloquially known as nomophobia, which essentially means a fear of being without a mobile phone it's very real in our world today, and it hampers one's ability to focus and do deep work as it affects concentration. If you've watched a teen with their phone, you've seen this. Always want, They're always looking. Did a friend message. And our, of course, our devices and our computers can lead us to worse addictions. In a recent study that surveyed over 1,000 people, Regarding pornography, there are surprising findings in a group that was about 50-50 split between men and women, mainly between the ages of 18 and 35. Most had been in a relationship for the past year, over this past year, and they found that 73% of women and 98% of the men reported internet porn use in the last six months, Now, for most of us that get into a destructive addiction pattern, there has just not been simple training for how, we ha- how that happens, for why we can, we can resist, why we should resist some of our desires, and how to frame them in, in healthy ways. How do we find these great feelings in the ways that God has given us. So people turn to all these other things. Now, from the church perspective, it's easy for us to just shake our finger and say, bad, 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 right? But we need to focus on modeling how to turn from overuse and addiction to the true life that Jesus offers us. It's not just about saying, bad, bad, bad. And this is what healthy fasting shows us. And we could look at our own lives and say, well, Lord, where is something I could turn from to turn to you to make room for you? How about a shopping fast? And now we're, now we're hitting where it hurts. Eh? I was just chatting with a friend this last week. I said what I was preaching on. She said, oh, that God touched me She knew that shopping was becoming something that was not healthy for her. Buying a new outfit can release these same happy feelings that we've been talking about, those pleasure hormones. Some could easily shop each weekend to get that same bit of a high. And so she stopped shopping for clothes for a whole year. No new clothes, no secondhand clothes even, just to seek to be content. Yes, you heard me correctly. A whole year. She was 22 at that time. Now, some of the guys here are saying, so what? I haven't haven't bought clothes. Well, we talked a little bit about us earlier, didn't we, guys? She had symptoms of withdrawal within the first few weeks just wanting to go buy something, just a little something. She had to focus on to that commitment at times and it drew her to face the empty cistern that she was filling in this way and to turn to Jesus. She's had two six-month shopping fasts since where she just wanted to refocus. So when and how do we start fasting? How do we do this? Jesus says, when you fast. Assumes we do it. How, how do we do it? Well, Lent is a great time. And we've practiced Lent here for a number of years. A great time to choose a fast as we prepare for Easter. And that gives us some time until next spring. If you're like, okay, pastor, I'll get on board with fasting next year. That's fine. Join us then. But another great time is especially if you have a time of choice ahead of you. A, t- a time of discernment where you're thinking through something, either as a group or as an individual. I know some of our churches who spent some time fasting and praying as we came up to assembly, as we came up to the choices we had to make around these motions. Fasting, is so, it's so good for our brains, it can give us a clarity of thought that helps us have a spiritual focus. And a time away, a time of retreat, can be a great time for fasting. Turn away from our usual vices, not just food, but other things. And to make room for God as we go away on a, on a retreat and you can turn a vacation into a spiritual retreat in that way. And yet a simple fast once a month or each week can be of help. The key, of course, as Jesus says here in our passage, is not to make a show of it. Oh, I'm so hungry because I'm so spiritual. I fasted. Oh, I won't be on social media for the next month because I'm fasting from it. And We don't need to spread that around. We can do that just us and God. Say, God, I, I want to make room for you. I want, to, I want to keep it secret so that I don't let my pride get in the way of this. I want it just to be between you and me. As Jesus says, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. For some, like many of the Pharisees of Jesus' day, our religiosity become something that is done for the wrong reasons. Maybe f- still some of that same sand filling for our pride. And our pride becomes the reward. And Jesus says, don't let that happen. Let this be between you and God. Because that, if we do that, it ends up being that we judge others, that we're trying to make others feel bad. And that's not about our relationship with Jesus. Now for some The fast that we had from church over these last two years and from church activities has been really good, actually, to face some of that. Oh, I haven't been able to do as much as I would like, and that makes me feel bad. Well, again, we can turn to Jesus and say, Jesus, I need you to fill me, not that. The greatest reward, the greatest reward is that we've made room For the lover of our souls, our true and loving Father. And as Paul says it, that we become able to grasp how high and wide, how long and deep is the love of Christ for us. To live in that love instead of seeking to fulfill the thirst with something else, we can rest in the love of the Father. Instead of filling our lives with other things. So I encourage you to, to take a look at your life. What is the sand that is in your jar? What are some things that we can take out in order to make room, to make room for the big rocks, to make room for God, maybe some of the key other relationships? And then you'll see there's still room for the chocolate the other bits of sand. But once in a while, it's good to take it out, to fast from it, to turn away from it to make room for God. And we can all stand to make some more room for God. Couldn't we? He invites us to do that. wants it to be a joy, not a burden to do it. So don't do it as a burden. Receive it as a joy. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your incredible love for us, a love that that longs to be a deep relationship. How deep your love for us as a father to heal wounds that we might have, to fill us in a way that none of the other things in this life can fill us. And we thank you that you are in so many good things in our life. But we ask that you would give us the wisdom to show us what we need to take out. What should we fast from as we go forward from this day to to make a little more room for you, to recognize you in our everyday? We thank you for your living word. May it take root in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah, let those words sink in. How deep the Father's love for us. And I invite you to open your hands for our closing blessing and benediction that you would hear these words as you go from this service. Wherever you are here online, May you know the Father's deep, deep love for you. And that Jesus came to free us from all that would hinder us from knowing that love. So live in that freedom. Pull some of the sand out. Make room for the Father's great love in your life. Seek to know how, and the Spirit will lead you in that. Go in that knowledge, in the love of the Father, in the work of the Son, and the Holy Spirit who empowers you. Amen. Amen. If you would like to take some time to pray with me or our elders, feel free to come forward if you'd like to pray on any of this or for something else. Bless you. Go in peace.